What is up and welcome into the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-host. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers. Back in the day, he was all swack. It's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got our NFL draft expert, enthusiast, <laughs> whatever else you want to call it. You can catch all his work at NBC Sports Chicago. He's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Gentlemen, what's going on? How you guys doing? Yeah, doing all right, man. Doing all right. Doing XL fabulous. Yeah. My my new favorite football league. I, I do. I think, I think I'm with you on that one. I, hey. I heard no, Mike, Mike Wilbaum was uh was giving them giving them a little uh a little static saying that it was it was it was worthless football and he wouldn't watch. I found it entertaining, but we'll get to that yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. to that later on. Yeah. Get to that later on. Let's start off with what uh what was supposed to be the uh the lead sporting event of the weekend. The NBA All Star Weekend and it was yeah. Snooze fest. Snooze. I. I mean, you 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 have the entire weekend. Nothing else is going on other than the the Daytona five hundred, right? Nothing else. <laughs> nothing else in sports is going on. And to lay an egg like that that that's this disappointing, man. Totally disappointing. Let me ask you a question. Is it? It could it possibly be the venue? I mean, Salt Lake City. I mean, should the should the All Star Game just be in certain cities? That has nothing to do I don't with think the, that, has that has nothing to do, to do with the it. with the effort that was given during the weekend. Well, outside, uh, outside. Wait, wait, wait. Let's give let's let's give them give them right. kudos. Give them kudos to to Mac McClung. Okay, he, he did he, a really he, good really good job in the slam dunk he contest. Had a good, he had a good show. Yeah, right. he had a good showing. The problem with that is Mac McClung is not in the NBA. <laughs> exactly. Technically speaking, he's not in the NBA. So that's an issue. You know, he's a YouTube legend, YouTube legend from, from AAU in high school, which by the way, he was, he was freaking, he was freaking awesome. I remember watching, watching a lot of those videos back in the day, but he's not in the NBA. So your, your top stars aren't competing in in the the marquee event of 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 uh all-star saturday right three-point contest was uh the skills competition was trash i mean how many all-stars were actually in the skills competition drew holiday all-star uh 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 antetokounmpo The brothers, <laughs> they're all not all stars, just one of them. So it's 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 disappointing. And no, I don't think. Yes, maybe the partying suffered in Utah. I think like everything suffered in Utah. I want to go back for a second. You said YouTube star. You gave him his flowers. I mean, I can't be a Madden star and get no flowers. I mean, what the hell, man? <laughs> he was really on YouTube. You know, it was actually him making those moves, <laughs> not a video game. Right. I, I had to do my thumb to control us, man. I, you know, okay. make, it, right. make it make it make it do what it do. We gotta, gotta make it do what it do, baby. You gotta make it do what it do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. You keep saying 
maybe Salt Lake City had something to do. I think Salt Lake City did have a little bit something to do with it, man. I mean, who was like, like I, I'm gonna turn it into Joaquin Noah for a second. I, who who's going to Salt Lake City on vacation? I mean, I went Actually, a lot to of people last do. year. A lot of people go there. They go to went, uh, they go to ski. Star, went to Star weekend last year. The 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 <laughs> the, the, the best. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. You talk about All Star Weekend, the best <laughs> film festival in the world, or well, maybe the second best to to, to can cons or con, whatever it is called. Yeah. Um, Sundance is held in in Utah. Okay. Right? Everything everything you said didn't sound like basketball to me. Because uh, skiing involves a certain demographic that doesn't necessarily the best involve... movie stars somehow end up in 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 Park City, Utah every every year. Why is that? Once again, demographically but, speaking, it's going to appeal to a certain demographic. We're talking basketball, where it's I mean, like ninety plus percent but, not the people who go ski all the time. But you think if it black people don't was ski in another location? I said ninety percent people don't ski all the time. <laughs> But but so you feel if it was in another location that a change changed? I think it would have helped. Yeah, it you guys and we we said it was a snooze fest and the energy was lacking and certain players not being involved. That may have nothing to do with the city that it's in, but there's still a certain energy that resonates. I mean, you in Chicago is going to be a different vibe. You in you know New Orleans is going to be a different vibe. You in New York, different vibe. L.A different vibe denver denver maybe portland now you start to get a little questionable memphis maybe i mean it's like part of that whole all-star weekend is people going and looking forward to doing things that are tangential to what's actually happening on the court right you don't see those things but I'm saying that energy <laughs> resonates through everything, through okay. everybody. All right. I I'm, mean, I, the, I can I I can say this, and I guess it's more so me being in attendance last year mm-hmm. to this year, being watching it on TV again. The game last year was was I guess better. I was there live, so I don't know how it was for people watching. Uh, Steph put on a show last year. The stuff he was doing but like the halftime show last year as far as the 75 honoring the 75 greatest players that was the best that was the best part of all-star weekend that last year. that that this year last year last oh 75. yeah definitely definitely yes. i was yes. there that shit they did for lebron they could have kept that shit this year that shit was terrible <laughs> That was so trash. What was the? I, I get they named the top three, but why did Carl Malone have to? What, what was the point? But I don't even care about that. It was just weak. You and Utah. Whole, <laughs> it was just weak. The game was. I had it on, but it wasn't. I turned it off. I started watching it, XFL. It, I, I yeah, I didn't even watch the XFL. But <laughs> it, the, so you gonna talk about me? But the game sucked that bad. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I, the game I just had it on. I, for one, I couldn't get TNT to pull up on my phone to screen it to my TV, so I had it on my laptop. So I was definitely barely paying attention. But the now I will say the uh, the the other broadcast with uh, with Chuck and and uh, and Kenny and Shaq and Ernie was pretty entertaining for the you know. The short period of time that I was watching, you know, 
uh, on Sunday night. That was that was pretty entertaining. That was it though. The actual play was terrible. Was terrible. I mean, but but that's been the case for years now, right? And I get the arg the argument is the argument is well, it's an all star game. It's not supposed to be ultra competitive. And I'm like, okay, but you can at least pretend to play some defense. I mean, like like Kobe, one of my boys sent me a clip of Kobe. What was this? Maybe like 2012, 2013. And he spoke on how the All-Star game is beginning to lack in competitiveness. And he like, man, guys are playing tougher at UCLA open gyms. Right. No cameras around. And that resonated with me because that's these the, that's the point when people say that this era is so soft. They they would they would do things behind closed doors with no cameras and things like that. But in that environment with all the cameras on them, they put they making it about staying healthy and all that. But I think it's a lot of pride and ego that's getting in the way of these guys competing. And that said, just my thoughts. I <clears throat> because what, that, they do they actually don't, they don't want to take a L. Somewhat. Don't, I mean, don't, I mean, want to get shown I, up I, by I the take, other person. I take it back to you. Remember that uh, exchange? This was when Kyrie, I want to say, was either a rookie or a sophomore between him and uh, I forget the boy name. Used to play with Milwaukee. He, played, he went all across, all around the league. But him and Kyrie had a back and forth exchange. Red, uh, Brandon Jennings. Not Brandon Jennings. Michael uh, Red. It's not Michael Red. No, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. But him, him and Kyrie was going at each other. It was like for like five straight possessions. They was letting them basically go one on one, and Kyrie really embarrassed them, made them fall, and he was known for. <laughs> Y'all remember the DeAndre Jordan Ali Oop dunk? Mayo. No, it's not Mayo. Remember the the Chris Paul threw the oop to. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy, it was the guy he dunked on. Oh. I can't uh, remember his name. Like, let me put it in, because if you put in DeAndre Jordan, it'll show you who the person is. It wasn't the the guy that did that. It was a point guard before. uh, He was a point guard. guard. Brandon Knight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brandon Knight. Okay, okay. But Kyrie had embarrassed him, made him fall. Mm-hmm. And he was known for that, for the duration for most of his career to DeAndre Jordan, basically Mortal Kombat finished him. <laughs> <laughs> he he was hit with a flawless victory when, <laughs> when when DeAndre Jordan finished him. Like, and it, it, that's what it made me think about. Like, damn, like these guys might be a little afraid of getting embarrassed. So well, you, you don't being showing up, being shown up in an all star game. Yeah, you're saying. yep. But it's not necessarily it about it, it sounds far fetched, but it ain't about going one on one. But you can but, still, you know, you well, can I still think, put a body on somebody. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I, I mean, y'all, they, y'all, y'all love to talk about how skilled this generation is with they handle and all that. 
how what good is you showing your handle if ain't nobody guarding you? <laughs> That's it. I mean, Kyrie got the best bag, but you're dribbling on nobody. <laughs> and that's what it was. It, it, it makes it pointless. And then guys were literally stepping out of the way as you as you made your step toward the basket. Yeah, so like, that's, that's, yeah. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm 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 probably more wrong than I'm than I'm right on this, but I want to say for me a couple things. One, one of the last better All Star games I remember is when Scotty was trying to prove something, like the All Star game was kind of that thing for someone to prove something to other people. You know, like Kobe, I'm going to prove that I belong with you guys. You know, when he was a young man getting there. Uh, Scotty, right, Michael's gone. I'm going to prove that I'm the best, if, one of, if not the best player in the league. And, you know, he had a hell of an all-star game. Or sometimes if it was your hometown, mm-hmm. you know, they would sometimes, sometimes you would know they would try teammates. To, they would try to get it for you. Right. Your teammates would cater. You you get more, you know, you might get more minutes. You might get more, you know, looks, more passes your way, so on and so forth. But to me, I think the all-star game, and this it predates what I just said about Scotty, but I think it started to change more so when Magic came back and he was at that all-star game after he had said he had HIV and they were they weren't quite letting him take the shots, but they weren't really challenging him on the shots either. You know what I mean? It was kind of like yeah. faux, faux attempts. And it seemed like it just seemed like an acquiescence began to happen at that point. And I I was like, okay, magic is shooting, but like nobody's really sticking you. I mean, you know, it's like practice. You should be, you, you're a pro. You should be, hell, I could probably hit, you know, half those shots that you're making. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like, you know, every five years or so that the, 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 the all-star game became less watchable for me because guys weren't really playing. And I know get off my lawn, curmudgeonly old man back in the day, yada, yada, yada. But I would look forward to all-star games. Football, basketball, and baseball, because there was some competition out there. Guys were trying to show that they were, you know, I'm better. I'm I'm, I'm among the best. You know, I can differentiate myself among the best. This is where I can kind of see how how much better I really am or how much better I'm really not. Now, football is a little different because of the physicality, but the baseball, I mean, I still, I just messed up. Dude messed up his ankle when Pete Rose came in all jacked up, you know, the home plate. But damn, that's just still memorable. <laughs> you know, that's when the all-star game in baseball is like, dude, like guys are trying to win. Like the National League is better than the American League. Who's your what league are you you riding with? And same thing with basketball. I remember it's the East against the, the West. East the East, West, yeah. Yeah, the East was always seen as more physical. The West was seen as more finesse. Which style of play is better? I'm like, hey, I always rock with the East, you know, because that's where the Bulls were. were. But, right, right. You know, but but before before the Bulls became, you know, Michael Jordan's Bulls, Isaiah kind of represented Chicago for me in a lot of ways. So I'm pulling for Isaiah. I love Dr. J. I want to see those guys. Okay, I can deal with Larry Bird just for the day, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I want to see the East beat the way. And you could tell guys were going to block the shots, you know. it it, it It's like – and it, it wasn't like they were playing 100%, but you got a strong 90 <laughs> you yeah, know, so, yeah. something even, competitive. Even seventy-five. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that would that's be palatable. All. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it's. <clears throat> but now, yeah, it's it's it, it's gotten to a point, and it's like, and it just make you think, like, can like you, you mentioned the other sports and like baseball, 
it's the one sport like doesn't matter. You dogging it is you mainly just dogging it on a basis. Because pitcher ain't gonna go up there and throw it sixty miles an hour no, for you to. No. They're still gonna pitch. You still gotta hit. You gotta hit. Yeah. Now they may ease up, like you say, on the coming around to the plate. You know, soft and stuff like that. But, but then you remember when they had the tie, and that was like so big around the world. Like, how do you win the game in the tie? Right. Force them to change it to giving home field advantage. In the All Star game, which they took it away, but it was like, but it's like, and then you look at basketball. It's like they can't do nothing now. Personally, what I would love to see when it comes to basketball, make it U.S. versus the world. I don't, I don't want that because I don't like, I don't don't like that for the rookie game. Because you're gonna get the best. They don't have that no more for the rookie. Well, they they did back. That's why they They did did. changed it. They did. They used to. They used to. And up until up until I think the Chicago game was the last time they did that, but but uh, my problem with that is you're not gonna get you're not always gonna get the best guys. Nope. And then you're gonna have, you know, a disproportionate amount of really good players sitting out. Sorry, sorry for being an American, but uh, (laughs) some of some of my American compadres are gonna get you know forgotten about. You know, man, I'll. But well, what? Some but, way, okay, but, but some but way, least, somehow, it's something. How do, you, how do you change Luka it? and B Joker all on the same team, <laughs> and you can put some Americans with them? <laughs> <laughs> somehow do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure. Out. I don't. I don't know what the solution is because you can't just throw money at the problem either. Because no. these guys are no. making forty, fifty million dollars a year. Yeah. yeah. Money ain't gonna money solve ain't anything. gonna solve. It's not gonna solve that. I don't. I don't know what the what the the answer to that is. But it, do away with it. Maybe maybe that maybe that's what it is. Maybe you know what what came across my mind. Adam Silver is a soft commissioner. Wow! Wow! Because well, he's a soft commissioner, man. Because. I mean, the players own him. Do they? Yeah, they do. I mean, well, we about to find out with this <laughs> CBA come up. But we got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gonna find, but, but since he he caters, I mean, it's a players' league. I get it, but some of this stuff just just seems to be going too far, in my opinion. I can imagine if David Stern was still running the league, it it wouldn't be a lot of the stuff that's taking place, in my opinion. The stuff like what, like what, what is so? What is he soft on? I mean, Crime or- I mean, he's the low management aspect has become such big time. Okay, he he's considering shorting the season, adding a play in. I mean. It's just a bunch of gimmicky things across the M- NBA now that like well I think the 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 play in was because they're trying to make the the end of the regular season more more competitive because there was a time there's the time where you know they the pretty much all eight seeds are I I don't think so though the play-in no. came about 
because of the bubble. Because of how well like Phoenix and, and other teams played that was really not, not in the playoffs, but they were able to go to the bubble. That became such a big deal. They went undefeated and they're not even in the playoffs. And then the next year you had a play-in tournament. <laughs> like it's catering to like like no, keep it eight teams, man. We don't need all that. Like, and no, I don't care if, if the Bulls become a playing team. I hope they lose. Shouldn't be in that position no way. Like, <laughs> like top eight or nothing. Like, I mean, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I don't. I, don't, know. I just. I just, do, I just. I just. I could definitely. I could definitely do without it. Give smoke. I'm with I you just, on that. I've been this year with. NBA basketball, I've been kind of, I kind of been on my get off my lawn when it comes to <laughs> it, man. I'm just not, I don't know, just, just not in the greatest place when it comes to basketball. So you, so you, you say, you say, just get rid, just get rid of the All Star game altogether. Just get rid of it. Let's get rid of it. We don't need it. Okay, I, I, I hear that. Because it's better than better than what thing, was shown. Better than what was shown on Sunday night. Best thing two years in a row, and it could be just my bias. Has been the HBCU game, which your guys uh, we pulled it out. Pulled out. Pulled out a big victory over Southern. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think they needed to do a better job of promoting that game. Because I didn't. Even, I didn't even uh, know about it until I was just flipping through channels and saw it mm-hmm. on. But uh, they could do a better job of promoting that. Um, but yeah, it was good. To, it was a good game. Yeah, like like I said, that All Star thing lost me a long time ago. So, <laughs> I get mean, rid of. Yeah, I mean, I, get I them know. a little break. Yeah, maybe, maybe you kind of G League guys play at the All Star game. Shit, I don't know. Since they dunk, since they dunk in, in, in the right. dunk they can, contest, they can play the dunk contest. Yeah, yeah, you might have something there. Um, also over this break here, we uh, finally got word that Lonzo Ball is out for the season. We knew that was knew that was coming. Um, so the Bulls, I guess they lost out on on Russell Westbrook. Who ended up signing with uh, the Clippers after he was bought out, or yeah, he was bought out by Utah. Um, and then the Bulls end up signing uh, hometown kid Pat Beverly, Pat Bev, yes, Marshall. Bring um, on the foolishness! <laughs> <laughs> I love you know what man, I I love him man because he just he's just one hundred percent honest man. He tell you he tell you what's on his mind. He said he was gonna get up and he's gonna get up in Zach Zach Levine's ass. Really? Okay. Uh, See, when you start talking so much about what you're gonna do, just go I, believe him, though. I believe not, him though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, I believe him. But he's he one that we know he's, is going he's, to. He's do. going to. <laughs> he's definitely going now to. Now the type of impact it might have. Now he said is... he said they that that they're really good friends, and so. That's yeah, why it's going to mean been something. trying to get him here for years. Yeah, yeah. So I can so I can believe that. It's not like Pat some, you know, some some guy that's just coming in that that he doesn't know and is 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 going to be hearing from. 
you know. So, uh, see, I respect that. What's the point, though? Is what is my thing, though? Are are does that mean we're going? Are we going for it? No, are we going for the plan. No, I, 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 I mean yeah. maybe, but yeah. I say it's for entertainment purposes. <laughs> That's just for you. You're gonna be entertained. <laughs> <laughs> it changes nothing about this team. They're still gonna be the same team now with a little spunk to them. Yeah. Now you go against a, uh, what's that goddamn boy in Milwaukee? Holiday? Uh, not Holiday, but uh, Ante? No, uh, no, 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 no. You talk about uh, point guard, uh, Duke, Brandon Ingram. No, no. no. oh, keep doing oh, the dirty oh, stuff. Um, um, uh, Jerry, uh, what is Grayson? Grayson, 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 Grayson Allen. Now Grayson you Allen. play against some Milwaukee and Grayson Allen, think he gonna do some bull crap? Yeah. it's gonna be a different response, right? Yeah, that. So. that <laughs> yeah, as, as far as having like your own like you know Rottweiler on the team, <laughs> right? Go, to go after people outside of that, because I, I, he, he's not a true outside of that. Nothing's going to change. No, he, he's not the kind of point guard that facilitates for his teammates. He hits an occasional three. He, he brings energy, all the other stuff, but. Like, I don't see how the Bulls appreciably become this, like, playoff team that nobody wants to face in the first round or the play-in round. I don't think he brings that kind of offensive stability. Mm-hmm. But for attack ball purposes and entertainment, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, <laughs> it'll be nice to have. I mean, and we'll see. We'll see what kind of impact, in all seriousness, if he's going to be able to build bridges or burn bridges with his teammates. That's the thing that, you know, 25 or however many games remaining, you could completely irrevocably lose your clubhouse with a with a catalyst like Bev uh, being there. And what I mean by that is not so much that Beverly is, is taking the team away from the, from the coach, but there's so much divisiveness in the clubhouse, mm-hmm. it's too hard to repair. It becomes so fractured and fissured that you have – on your hands going to next season, a team that's not team oriented or teammate oriented. This is perfect. This is perfect. What you just said is perfect. Because we are in a state of limbo. Limbo. (laughs) So like maybe he do do what you just said and force the hand to blow this thing up. Or maybe he unite these guys in a way that they want to keep it together. It's they, they, <laughs> it could be it could be they can't they it can't, could be bad or it could be they can't blow it up. Bad. I don't think they can blow it up. Why because not, because because then you're admitting failure. This is this is a, a regime. You're in the middle of of, of of your first contract, and they're going to be admitting failure right here. Well, but sooner now than later. I mean, right. you, well, yeah, you know, that makes sense. I just don't think that 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 they're that aware. They're gonna ride. They're gonna try to ride this out as long as they can. I guarantee you, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're gonna continue to wait for Lonzo. Obviously, not I don't know this is deal four years. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably last half of that before he's traded again or cut or released. Or- a whole bunch of DMPs by his name. 
This is two. This is year two. This is year two. Yeah, there was a four-year deal. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll see what it is going forward, man. But I, I'm, it did nothing for me. I didn't become like, oh, man. Like Russell Westbrook, if he had signed, I'd have felt like there's at least an opportunity here to try and see if point guard or how much the point guard position is is not having one is really affecting us. Um, also, to just get an, an opportunity, can this team show enough intestinal fortitude to make a stretch run to make the playoffs? I don't think you get that with Pat Bev. I think with Russell, you at least because Russell's determination to play, having point guard, I mean, hell, the man averaged a triple double, so apparently he can pass the damn ball. So he's a guy who can facilitate uh, the pass and help negotiate things and all that, but he also played under uh, coach as well. So I think those things would have been more hopeful, helpful in a hopeful sense, you know, going forward. But with Pat Bev, I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't say hopeful. I, what I would have liked if we got Westbrook to see if, if Billy Donovan just don't know how to coach these guys. It's possible. Because, like I've said in the past, Lonzo wasn't just facilitating the offense like that. Most of his assists in orchestrating came off the break. Transition, yeah. You know, so you get a point guard like Westbrook where you want the ball in his hands, I would have loved to see how that would have looked, and that would have just told me that the personnel really does not fit what Billy wants to really do, and he's just letting them boys go out there and play. Mm-hmm. Give it to DeMar and Zach and see what happens. You know, so I would have liked to see it from that aspect to see what, how the offense would have truly flowed with a point guard that wants to facilitate. Right, and you well, think yeah. no way, no way this can happen with with Pat Bev. Mm, no, but you can go to the G League and find somebody. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> if a guy can come in and win a goddamn dunk contest, I don't see why we can't find somebody to push the ball up the field and pass. Didn't to the, we? Did we guy. have Matt McClung at one point? Yep. Yeah, we had yeah. him. It's like yeah, we yes. had. It. Didn't he has played a grand total of two NBA games, one with the Lakers, one with the Bulls. Yeah, we had Dinwiddie, too. Look where he is now, in New wow. York or Brooklyn clowning. So, but, yeah, I, I don't know. No, dude, Pat Bev doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, an, an unknown point guard who's got, you know, 6'3 to 6'5 with a wingspan, you know, several inches longer than that would have me more excited than Pat Bev. All right. There you have it. Uh, let's move on to Eric B. Enemy news. Um, for whatever reason, the Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator could not find a head coaching job. So in order to get out from under Andy Reid's shadow, he goes to Washington to become the commander's offensive coordinator. Lateral move. And to this, I still don't understand why he has to prove himself himself much more, uh, so much more than you know some past coordinators under under Andy Reid that have got 
head coaching jobs. I don't I don't understand why he's why he's that guy. Well, wait, wait, I do understand, but it shouldn't be that way. It, it shouldn't I be that way, it. man. It, it, the way people are discriminated against is ridiculous. Just because he's short doesn't mean he can't be a head coach. That's what it is. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's what that's what GM is saying. Look, it ain't right, man. Look, this is height. Look, I saw the press conference. I don't know if y'all I, checked out the press conference today. Yes, because I'm. I, go ahead, go ahead. I want to see what you gonna say. I, I just he cleaned up. He projected bigger and taller. He projected more than what he does when he wears his clothes with the sweats and he's on the sideline. He looks more frumpy. He looks more frumpy and dumpy. And guys are like, he can't be a coach. He just, he looks like somebody, hell, he looked like he's an uncle that came to the barbecue, not for the food, but for the alcohol. He just didn't, <laughs> he, he, he didn't quite have the look of a head coach. He was but a today, very good, very good running back, though. Not saying he wasn't. I'm just talking about perception, how people feel about when they see you, what it is about you is going to make them either lead or follow your lead or, you know, ignore you, what, what it, whatever it is that you're saying. But today, that press conference, I, I promise you, I'm listening in all seriousness. I'm listening to the press conference, and I'm like, okay, so this is a dude who didn't interview well. Like, what part <laughs> of the interview did he mess up on? Yeah, he, 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 he slammed that press conference. Look, hey, it's hilarious because before we came out, I was talking to S, and I was saying how uh, got Coach JB uh, from Last Chance U. Okay, uh, he was the coach of the school in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And he got a podcast and he be talking crazy about different topics. And he 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 asked, he like, man, I thought they said Eric couldn't E B couldn't interview. He like, man, y'all take a listen to this and y'all tell me <laughs> right what y'all hear. Cause the way he talking, he sure won this press conference. And then I'm listening, I'm like, damn. Like they were saying he was illiterate and all that, and like who said that? That's what he said that he was people were saying about being to me that he couldn't interview, he was illiterate, all this, and he like, man, and yeah. his his thing what well, his thing was just because they don't speak your language don't mean that they don't know how to talk or what they're talking about. But that that's that effing racism shit again because it's so easy to believe that oh he's illiterate so everyone buys it oh he's illiterate oh, it must be must be the case black man's illiterate dude i'm sorry the head coach on the lions he seemed like a nice dude i probably could play from he seems like a meathead to me i can't imagine his interview he was using yeah. sixty four thousand dollar words i'm sorry i'm sure he was pretty basic in the things he says right. i'm sure and I, I i'm pretty sure he didn't come in there in a suit and tie he probably came in there you know probably cleaned up you know, nice polo shirt or something like that. But he wasn't in no suit tie. He that does not strike me as a man who wears a hell. He put a tie on a tie. Tie be like, look, I'm uncomfortable around your neck. I'm going to tie myself and let you be free. He just does not seem the head coach of the Lions like he's the kind of dude that would interview well. But no one challenges it because why? It's just assumed that you know he's well spoken or articulate or whatever. But again, you know. Someone says, whether or not it's true or not, someone puts that out there about EB, about him being illiterate, it's automatically widely assumed and accepted, again, mm-hmm. without being questioned. And that's that's effed up. 
And I, I, you can't tell me. I can't, I can't even wrap my mind around the fact that this man went on 15 interviews to be a head coach and did not get one. 15 interviews to be a head coach? And, and why we what he wish we, he's illiterate so so a guy who's a college graduate and someone who who's been a, a college head coach or a college coach and then so at an at a institution of higher learning he was able to to interview well and then he goes to the pros and he's been on several pro teams several different positions seemed like he got several jobs so he had to interview for those jobs right but somehow 15 times to be a head coach exactly. all of a sudden he just can't put two words together no, it's, I don't know if it was something about his demeanor or personality, but basically, let's just call it what it is. It's just bullshit. It's a bullshit-ass reason they gave for whatever reason, and I don't know why he became that guy. It's almost like with Justin Fields, and I know I'm going all over the place, but with Justin Fields, it's just, you know, here's a guy come out of high school, him and Trevor Lawrence, 1-1A, one and one a. goes to college, 1-1A, one and one a. you know, doesn't lose a, a, a game at Ohio State, but then all of a sudden he goes from being like maybe a number two or three pick to some dude who is just falling. Why? Mm -hmm. One or two people say something. And Ovlosky with his punk ass, I'm saying and stuff like, hey, just from what I heard, Justin's the last one in the first one out. Really? That's really, really irresponsible of you to put that out there because now it mm -hmm. just feeds into whatever other narratives and tropes. Like, oh yeah, he can't. He the other thing. Oh, he can't read defense. He only throws to the. He only. He only. He only uh, throws to his first read. Well, motherfucker, if the first read is open, that's what I'm gonna throw to. Yeah, the play design for him, and he's open. Why would I wait? Nah, I'm gonna go for the second read. No, that doesn't <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But they put it out there, and then you just start sliding. Like nobody challenges it. It doesn't go back. And I think the same thing happened to Eb. He became. I joked earlier. He's like Susan Lucci of NFL football. Just just yeah. can't, just can't he, win. He he was having his he wasn't getting hired and then you had and this wasn't recent that this now everyone is starting to acknowledge what Shady McCoy has said because he said it on a big platform now but he has said this in the past but it didn't make mainstream news of how and it was if seemed personal. The stuff he was saying. And like you say, all it takes is one person to feed the narrative that they want to be fed and they're going to run with it. And like, I'm just with Shady. I'm glad this guy's coming out against that mug now. Like everyone's coming out. And I'm, and I liked how he be, he, how he even approached it. Did y'all hear that? No. no. Yeah. He basically just said, man, look, LaShawn McCoy is a Hall of Famer. Like everybody's entitled to their opinion. He like, but I'm here to do my job. When I'm only worried about what's going on inside these walls. He like, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. He like, that's his opinion. Hey, here's what it is. You know, he didn't, he didn't like shoot back at him or none of that stuff. He, he acknowledged him as he's a great running back, you know, potential Hall of Famer. And I'm like, that's how you respond. But it's like, Stuff like that, like I get it. You're in the media and all this stuff. Like, be be conscious of what you're saying. I don't care how personal it could be. Like, you're affecting somebody's livelihood. Mm -hmm. Like, when it's all said and done, like that, and and that's what makes people hate the media. You know, like like. 
come on, man. I get it. That's your job. But you're a former player. Like, that's that's the type of stuff I have issue with. Like, you're a former player who's on here advocating for other players saying that they deserve their money. Like, that's that's the that's the that's the job. That's the nature of the business. Yet you're trying to block up. You're contributing to another man. Blocking his blessing. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. E.D., you know, takes kind of a lateral move. There's a little bit of upside because he's named the assistant head coach. So there's a little bump in pay. There's a little bump in, you know, I guess notoriety from the position, so to speak, or a bit more, you know, there's a little more weight added to that. And it's clearly the last step you can have before you become a head coach. But he's not the only one that kind of had to make a lateral move. No. Is it Van, Van Joseph? Yep. Just had to go back to being go back to Denver, but who was originally was a head coach not that long ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like within within 10 year period, he's a head coach. And now he goes back as a DC. You know, and we're talking about uh what's what's the brother out in uh for the Rams, Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris, yeah. Okay. How are you not a head coach and your defense pretty much sealed the championship? And I know Stafford went on the last drive, but you know, the guy calling that plays already has the job as the head coach and the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. But your defense had to stop one of the more prolific offenses in, in one of the up-and-coming oh, quarterbacks. Let's stop you because you just said something that might go over people's head. The offense, because that offensive coach got a head coaching job. Right. right. Yeah, O'Connell and he head was, was he calling plays? He wasn't calling plays. No. Exactly. <laughs> And and Raheem Morris is another person who's like you know just left out there hanging. And let's not. I mean, we talked about it before, but you know, uh, Leftwich, you know, you <laughs> you've been a several playoff, you know, and, and and the court. Hell, it's even more of a, a slap in the face in some respects because Andy Reid, you know, at least he's an established head coach, and the head coach's job is to do what coach, i.e., call plays, figure out you know rosters, all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Leftwich is being told he can't do that because Brady's the reason why Leftwich had success. Hmm. Like, really? That that's the only reason. He, you know, the, the offense wasn't good before he got there. The offense was good. The quarterback was throwing interceptions, right? But the offense was good. And now this but, guy can't get a head. I mean, not even a head coach. He can't even get a lateral job. Like, how how are you not? I don't understand how quarterback or coaches who won Super Bowls, not just participated, but won Super Bowls, are the ones struggling to get jobs. It makes it makes making make sense. It I I, I don't quite get it. I, it's I mean, you like you remove everything else. What's the one thing that seems different? Skin color, man. I I, I I'm not trying to just yeah, but let's let's be real. Like what what what's the difference? And, and that's the thing it bothers me when people really try to say it, it's not about race. It got to be about something else. Like, man, let's let's stop that, man. Stop giving these people a pass. Like, no, like, call it what it is. Like, call it what it is. The, the Eagles lost the Super Bowl and lost both coordinators. <laughs> Hold on. Quickly. It wasn't even like they had to really wait. Very, it was the next day. day. It was already it was already done. The deal. next day, Brian Dayball lost in the AFC Championship game. I'm sorry, what even the championship game? It was the semifinals. 
And, 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 and to speak on Brian Dable, and I know he's very highly styled and everyone loves him and he's so great. But come on, man. Just like Shady McCoy. Like, I could tell you what, what Brian Dayball do. Yeah, he he led an uh, offense with a quarterback that threw 15 touchdowns. And and everyone tells me my quarterback ain't shit. And he threw 17. <laughs> so I'm I'm sick of this praise for Di- Brian Dayball and the Giants. They played a weak ass schedule. Like, let's be real here. Let's see when y'all, because Daniel Jones is which I don't understand, is trying to play hardball, telling y'all he won 40-plus million. <laughs> <laughs> but, but y'all in the media, y'all been praising him. Oh, he's a top-tier quarterback. I ain't never known a top-tier quarterback to throw less than 20 touchdowns in a season. He threw yeah. 15 touchdowns. Yeah, not since like 1974. Did you see some stats like that? Uh, he, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> He threw 15 touchdowns, and they are, I mean, golly. Like, as you said it before, that East Coast bias is crazy. Like, oh, it's real. I, this I, was I his fifth year, right? Yeah. Because this was his option year, right? They right. did. Yeah, yeah, so, it's his fifth year. For four years. First off, the man threw 20-plus touchdowns as a rookie. And y'all hated him in New York. (laughs) I think he threw 24. And y'all hated him in New York. And he was pretty bad after that. Yeah, he got progressively worse. And then this year he throws 15. And y'all say this is his best season yet. Simply because y'all made the playoffs. Boy, I'm like, it's it's just funny to me. And it's it's this it's not unprecedented either. Uh, I was watching ESPN today, and Marvin Lewis was on, and I totally forgot this story. Marvin Lewis was the defensive coordinator for the Ravens in two thousand. Remember the the two thousand Ravens Super Bowl champion, arguably greatest second greatest defense of all time. I'm not going to give him the eighty five Bears because <laughs> I'm a Bears fan. All right. So he stayed with the Ravens one more season, 2001. Could not find a head coaching job. So he had to go to Washington to become the assistant head coach and defensive coordinator under Steve Spurrier. Stayed there for one season and then was able to get the head coaching job in Cincinnati. Now that's unbelievable to me he coached and it's not like he had a defensive head coach in baltimore the head coach was brian billick who was an offensive coach so he ran that defense now mind you he had the greatest one of the greatest middle linebackers of all time but still he didn't get the opportunity as well now it came two years later but he had to make that lateral move uh to washington in order to make it happen for whatever reason this it's got to stop, man. It's got to. I don't. I don't know what. When 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 it will. Well, man, it's I, what, just, it's what, just... what's what was also puzzling to me, and I, I I guess I can I can rationalize why he took the job in Houston, but it's weird that Houston has actually hired three black coaches in a row. <laughs> man. Go figure. 
It, uh, it is. And if I'm Ryan's, I, w- I personally would not have taken a job. I just wouldn't trust the organization and how they've been doing things. But it makes sense to me why, he, at least I can rationalize why he took it. Obviously, he used to he was drafted by them. He was the defensive face of the franchise before J.J. Watt got there. Um, they do have two first-round picks this year. They have 12 total picks uh, for this draft class. So he's probably thinking, you know, I've got a lot of capital and I've got a lot of opportunity here and to he's make not this a, team. he's not a six-year deal, too. Yeah, well, they, they've all signed, like, that, multi-year deals. So That helps. Yeah, that, that, that definitely helps. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure they've got some cap money, especially once they get rid of Brandon Cooks, they have, have even more cap money. So he's probably looking at this as a good a spot as any, and he's going to have – that honeymoon period, probably more than what Lovey had or David Cully because he did play for the organization and they probably hold him in a different type of light than they did the other, other individuals that preceded him. But I just wouldn't have taken the job of him. I just don't trust it. But it's, it's weird to me that Houston has hired the most black coaches, <laughs> you know, as an organization than maybe anybody in the history of the NFL. <laughs> I don't think about three that. in a row. Yeah, it's gotta look. be. Yeah, it's gotta be. <laughs> look, look, they they that. say, look, y'all can y'all can hate how we doing it, <laughs> but, but, but we doing you, it. But you can't say we're not providing <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> look, 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 we might hire them and fire them quick, but guess what? We still paying them too. <laughs> and, right, and, and and it's crazy because that was an organization. It was is it is a McNair or I can't remember what was the owner of that Bob McNair. McNair. Bobby yeah, there, right? Yeah. He had that horrible statement during the time where mm-hmm. uh, the kneeling was happening. The, 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 don't the, let the prisoners run the asylum. Right? Yes, yeah, so, exactly. Let the prisoners run the asylum. Just like really, don't let the inmates. That's what it was. Don't let the inmates. The inmates run, yes. Yeah. Don't let the inmates run the asylum. So, um, and and they've had so their, their issues, other you know racially you know uh, questionable issues, and that at, for that organization. So. Uh, but again, you know, three black head coaches, they had a black quarterback. I mean, you know, it's just, weird. it's just it's it's weird, but it just goes to show you that not every situation on words here is black and white. Uh, but every you know, every you, you really do have to to look beyond just what you're seeing and try and understand the history of something and what's uh what's 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 being said and what's not being said sometimes what's not being said is the insidious part of it and you you you're trying to find tangible answers and it's tough because people are slippery with how they're covert and the things that they do you know but it's like the, the bnb thing if there's anybody's name should be on that lawsuit against the nfl it should be his because mm-hmm. how, how's how's steve wilkes not coaching somebody's team this year and how's he not a head coach and that's the other thing, too. A lot of black coaches who've been interim coaches, very rarely do they become a head coach, whether it's with the team that they were in the interim for or any other organization that could have seen what they've done. It's been rare. I think the only person I can think of off the top of my head is the guy that was a former Charger head coach uh, that was that is black. Uh, Anthony Lynn. Because he, he was the interim coach for the Bills, and then he left a Buffalo and became the head coach for the San Diego Chargers still at that time. But more times than not, a lot of these interim coaches, especially the, the black ones, they don't – it does like – they can do it. And I think their winning percentage is higher. It's still a little bit under because you're taking over a bad team. But I think their winning percentage is higher. It's like around 39%. I mean, look at it, Carolina. That's, that's what I'm saying. Steve Wilkes. Yeah, he went 6-6 six and six for a team that, you know, 
was a losing team prior to then, and they traded away two of the better offensive players. You know, their best offensive player, obviously, McCaffrey, and then they also traded the wide receiver to Arizona. So it's just, it's, 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 you you hate to to say and belabor it, but it's like, even if, even when you, you, you're two times as, you're twice as good or your accomplishments are, you know, obviously better than your peers' accomplishments. All those things, like like we keep saying, the goalpost keeps getting moved. It's like you look yes. like Bimmy had Bimmy had a hard time listing his accomplishments at his press conference. He was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, five AFC championships in a row, uh, mm-hmm. three out of the last four Super Bowls, and we won two of them." Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> like, what else I got to do? You know. So that's my yeah, question nice. to you guys. How do you guys feel about him taking that job in Washington? Is that a good move? Questionable move? Or a dead end move. So initially, I thought it was a terrible move. Why? Because I felt he would have been better off staying at Kansas City and playing it out to when Andy Reid retire. When is that going to be? But and that's where I changed. That's where I changed. I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, you can't base your your future on someone else's. And sometimes you got to just take a leap of faith. And only one or two things can happen here. You go over there and you succeed. The, the doors should definitely open. They should. Because if they don't, then I bet you, a lawsuit comes. <laughs> then you should. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> saying, I yeah. bet a lawsuit he's, call, he's calling their bluff right now. Okay. You know, and, and you know, the, the main thing was, for me, was that's already a bad organization. Mm-hmm. If you get there, things are still bad. They're going to ignore that they have been bad, period, and they're going to put it on you. See, you wasn't doing, we knew you wasn't doing nothing. So that was like what I was initially worried about, but I'm like, you know what, at the end of the day, F it. They wasn't trying to give me opportunity anyway. So if things don't go good here, it is what it is. At least I got a little bit more money. Maybe Kansas City will hire me back, you know, to do something. Maybe. Who knows? But if not. XFL. 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 Why not? Why not? So what about be you? The, be the poster child. I think, I think I said before, I think he's calling their bluff. Hey. You want me to get from under Andy Reid's shadow? Okay. I'm going to Washington now. But now, hopefully the offense runs the way he wants it to. At least if if, if there I think if there's just a little bit of um a progression from, from Washington's offense, I don't know how that's gonna happen right now, but you know, that's what the offseason is for. We'll see if they can, you know, get a quarterback and you know some some other offers. They got they got some weapons. They got some I, weapons. I think as long as they don't 
just spiral out of control. Yeah, I think yeah. he's the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. You think he'll he'll take over for Chico? No. How long? I mean, would Chico got a health pass? So we never know what's in store there. I mean, I don't know. Washington Commanders might not even exist in the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. We don't know what's, what's going, going on happen. with yeah, them. Yeah, it's a lot going on there. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. But if he if he's not if they if they make some strides and he doesn't get a head coaching job, Long then what's what's the yeah what's 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 the reason? And so yeah, then I, can, I could I see can, I could see that and, lawsuit coming. And I meant I meant to say this last week, and I forgot to say it. But I could see two things happening very soon. One, I said it on social media. Ed saw it. I forgot to mention it last week that the enemy is going to leave. Nagy's going to get elevated back to OC. And within the next three to four years, Nagy will be a head coach again in the NFL. Well, wow. part of that has already happened. He, Nagy is the OC, is the OC now. Exactly. So yeah. that has happened. I said that before the enemy even left. Yeah, well, I told you. You <laughs> could see him snaking. He was always I, a funder. I, I said that before the enemy even left. And two, I can see this year. The Bears make major strides. Luke Getze will be gone. Mark my words. As a head coach or? As a head coach. Hmm. Well, if that happens, that means some good things happen here. Uh, I'm just saying. I would want I would want that. The, the problem is I wouldn't. Now you got to now you got to get a new a new exactly. office coordinator and you start pretty much all over again. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. No, I don't either. <laughs> but that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, right. I want I want to see I want the Bears to make major strides, but I would hope everything could stay in place. But I'm telling you, they're gonna pull them. It'd be it'd be like some. Just like Jalen Hurts, maybe you offer him. You you give him another offer. Hey, just you stay gotta, here for you this. Got to put him on that Kellen Moore plan. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jason Garrett plan. <laughs> 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 yeah, that wouldn't be a good if 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 they if they make some strides. Like like I said, like I said. Hey, we brought up earlier uh, when we first came over talking about the XFL, and you know, we were half joking, but I actually I. The couple games I watched, and I watched part of the game tonight, uh, Seattle and St. Louis, I believe it was playing. So they doing Thursday night game? So they yeah, play they doing... Saturday, Sunday, Thursday? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, the tonight's game was on FX, which, by the way, I forgot that Disney, in their deal for uh, 20th Century Fox, also purchased FX. I forgot about that. But uh, the Thursday night games are on FX. I think the Saturday games are on FX, and the Sunday games are on ESPN. So uh, good. I think I thought the broadcast coverage is good. Um, there's some 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 rule changes that I that I think I like, and I was gonna bring yeah. those up here see what see what you guys thought. Um, the first is 
um, the kickoff rules. I so, like so I, I have no, 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 no. I didn't say soft. No, no, oh. no, no. I, I, I was out, and they had it on. I was at a at a bar, and they had it playing. And I'm like, man, what the what the fuck are they doing? Why are they? So, I'm like, what is going on here? And then when the kickoff happened, and then I'm like, whoa, that's actually safer. It is. Oh, it totally is. <laughs> it totally is, man. I'm like, that's actually safer than the regular way. Coming from yo, my my junior high school, I was on I was on kickoff team or kickoff return team. And uh, we were in practice, and uh, I'll never forget this. Ball gets kicked off. We're going back uh, to form the wedge, right? Right. Man, as soon as I – so when you form the wedge, basically you get to wherever your your uh, your spot is that you're going to take off going the other way, coming mm-hmm. back upfield. You so plant and then go. As soon as I planted, yeah, the the uh the kick the the kickoff uh, defender, Yuri Tang, I'll never forget this, was right in my face, man. And he came at me with the crown of his helmet, Damn. head first, walk out. <laughs> and oh man, he didn't knock me down, but it was the hardest I ever been hit in my life. And my vision I saw in three. Like I saw three different visions. If I'm looking at you right now, I saw three of you, and it was the scariest thing I ever seen, I ever felt in my life. And I remember somebody else telling me that that they had gone, they had done this before, and they said they hit their helmet, and it, you know, thing, everything popped back in place. And I shit you not, each time I hit it, like my vision would collapse in until finally. It all became one. <laughs> the scariest thing wow. ever. And that came from the fact that they were able to build up speed from the 35 yard line. And they, you know, met me at the, well, we would have been at the 25 yard line, you know, some 60 yards and, 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 and knocked me out. So, yeah, that's definitely safer. I, I, I know that for a fact. So I don't, I don't mind that. I've honestly, if you're gonna do that though, you might as well just eliminate the kickoff. I think, and just give give teams the ball to twenty. But I mean, what's 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 the point? Man, you 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 break it there. You good. You gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ain't no last line of defense. <laughs> yeah, because everybody's right there, and the kicker ain't gonna get, ain't gonna get no. you. Guarantee you that. But it's, it's an interesting rule. Um, the second is the uh, point after touchdowns. So you have three options. You can either take the one, take one point from the one. You oh, no, no extra point by the way, no kicking, no kick, no kick extra point. That's interesting. I like that. I think. All right. Yes. So you, so you, you go for one for the one, two from the five, or no, three from, the, from two. the one from the two, one from the two. Mm-hmm. Two from the five, right, and then three from three the ten. From the ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I like that. Yeah, it gives you it. It makes the end of the and game it makes it makes the end of the games better, and it you know you got a chance for a nine point play. 
I would I would keep kicking in in the mix too though. It's different. It's just different though. I would actually say one point for kicking. Mm, I guess everybody would just kick. Mm. Yeah, you would still take the point. I think. Yeah, for the most part. Now, end of the game, like I said you can you can go for go for the three. Yeah. All right. And then uh, the other one is the onside. So in the fourth quarter, this is nothing. This is this is the big one. Just a fourth. Um, yeah, in the fourth quarter, you can um, if you're going to be kicking. If you score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Your kickoff, instead of going for an onside kick, you can take possession at the 25-yard line for a 4th and 15 play. If you convert on the 4th and 15, your possession, your drive keep uh, continues. If you don't if you, if you you don't get it, the, uh, the defensive team gets the ball um, at that spot. Oh, wow. See, I knew I heard something like that, but somebody said it was – extra point so they had it wrong they had that wrong they said the fourth and 15 was for the extra point they had that wrong no no i i like that yeah and only only in the fourth quarter i like that it keeps some games interesting now the problem is if you um Let's say you're 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 up eighteen, which I think this happened last week, or you're up twelve. Team scores a touchdown, they get the get the three pointer, mm-hmm. convert on the fourth to fifteen, <laughs> and then they can either tie or you know hey, or, or hey. win the game. That that could be hey, so. Are field goals still? Yeah, you can still kick field goals. T- yeah, okay, yeah, still kick field goals, but uh, just just no uh, no point after. No PAT for okay. field goal. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna have to watch this week. So it, 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 I think sure. it makes for and all. I think all the games have been close. They've been really close. Right. Yeah, even that really crappy one with uh, St. Louis and San Antonio game super interesting. It was like arguably one of the best finishes, you know, this year of, of sports. And I know it's been a short year, but of that weekend, it was one of the more memorable endings because of. Those rules being, you know, changed to accommodate entertainment purposes actually becomes a strategic tool that gives coaches something to, to, to deal with. And it really makes, you know, it can make a difference. It can work for you or against you. It seems kind of gimmicky. But then when you start seeing how if I'm behind, I have a great chance to catch up or if I can have an opportunity to blow this team away, going for three. Right now, I'm up, you know, two, two, two scores or whatever. Uh, that it, it's it, it has some legs, man. And uh, like you said, the, the the whole thing with the kickoff, uh, it still gives you the excitement of a return that mm-hmm. which we which has kind of been missing. I, I feel like they just did that because Devin Hester was scoring on their ass all the time. But you know, it it, it but the you know collisions and all that stuff. So it's a little bit it's a little bit less speed you know built up crashing in the body so you know I, i'll give this the xfl is trying new things mm-hmm. and when you're a new league like that the you know the football field is your canvas and you can paint it however you choose yeah, yeah. I, and i think they'd learn from some of the mistakes of the first iteration of the fxl uh, xfl and i think because of covid it really truncated what could have been a nice re 
return of the XFL back in 2020. But now things seem to be a little bit better in place. They've worked out a few more kinks. And I'll say this, the players look engaged. I mean, sometimes some of these startup leagues, it's like guys are playing to play because this might be my opportunity here, I feel like the players. I don't know how much they have vested in the league. Like probably they play. They, I haven't watched the game, but it sounds like you're saying they look like they're playing. Like this is our league. Yeah, like this like, is our league, and they're enthusiastic about it. And there are some, there's some relatively well known players, either former first round picks or high draft picks, or guys yeah, who've been in the league. Lynch. Yeah, Parsons, 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 Parsons Lynch. Still, Parsons still, Lynch. still quarterback to be benched <laughs> still in the NFL, yeah. the CFL, and the XFL, and the USFL. Oh man, uh, AJ McCarron is is uh is on St. Louis, I believe. Uh, Josh Gordon is is on Seattle. So there's some names. There's Josh definitely Gordon. some names. Um, uh, maybe I say, I guess they ain't drug testing. <laughs> but I, I I say give it a chance, man. Check yeah, check I'm, it. I'm check gonna have to out, watch. Check them out. Now I'm interested. I ain't to see, watching nothing else. Is there is there room for for two spring football leagues? USFL starts. The USFL is in, right? in April. They start in April, I think. Okay. So I think they start early April. So there's going to be some time where both both leagues are playing. I think the XFL's championship is in May, like early May. So that that's going to be interesting to see who who survives. Although the NFL has some interest in the, the USFL. The USFL. Yeah, yeah. So should should be interesting. Should be interesting. Hey, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There you can find a link to our podcast and the Super Duper Podcast, hosted by Rob Griggs, and the Father Good Podcast, hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. Yo, Glenn. Yep, yep. Please take us out. Hey, it's like we always say, we ain't saying we're right. We just don't think we're wrong. Catch you next week. Oh, 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 oh,